chapter one part three of the life of washington volume five by john marshall this librivox recording is in the public domain rules laid down by the executive in relation to the powers at war within the ports of the united states the president requests the recall of genet that the course to be pursued might be well considered the secretary of state was requested to collect all the correspondence with him to be laid before a cabinet council about to be held for the purpose of adjusting a complete system of rules to be observed by the belligerents in the ports of the united states these rules were discussed at several meetings and finally on the third of august received the unanimous approbation of the cabinet they evidence the settled purpose of the executive faithfully to observe all the national engagements and honestly to perform the duties of that neutrality in which the war found them and in which those engagements left them free to remain in the case of the minister of the french republic it was unanimously agreed that a letter should be written to mr morris the minister of the united states at paris stating the conduct of mr genet resuming the points of difference which had arisen between the government and that gentleman assigning the reasons for the opinion of the former desiring the recall of the latter and directing that this letter with those which had passed between mr genet and the secretary of state should be laid before the executive of the french government to a full view of the transactions of the executive with mr genet and an ample justification of its measures this able diplomatic performance adds assurances of unvarying attachment to france expressed in such terms of unaffected sensibility as to render it impossible to suspect the sincerity of the concluding sentiment but after independence and self-government there was nothing america more sincerely wished than perpetual friendship with them an adequate idea of the passion it excited in mr genet who received the communication in september at new york can be produced only by a perusal of his letter addressed on that occasion to the secretary of state the asperity of his language was not confined to the president whom he still set at defiance whom he charged with transcending the limits prescribed by the constitution and of whose accusation before congress he spoke as an act of justice which the american people which the french people which all free people were interested to reclaim nor to those gentlemen who had been painted to him so often as aristocrats partisans of monarchy partisans of england and consequently enemies of the principles which all good frenchmen had embraced with a religious enthusiasm its bitterness was also extended to the secretary of state himself whom he had been induced to consider as his personal friend and who had he said initiated him into mysteries which had inflamed his hatred against all those who aspire to an absolute power during these deliberations mr genet was received in new york with the same remarks of partiality to his nation and of flattering regard to himself which had been exhibited in the more southern states at this place too he manifested the same desire to encourage discontent at the conduct of the government and to embark america in the quarrel by impressing an opinion that the existence of liberty depended on the success of the french republic which he had uniformly avowed in answer to an address from the republican citizens of new york who had spoken of the proclamation of neutrality as relating only to acts of open hostility not to the feelings of the heart and who had declared that they would exultingly sacrifice a liberal portion of their dearest interests could there result on behalf of the french republic an adequate advantage he said in this respect i cannot but interpret as you have done the declaration of your government they must know that the strict performance of treaties is the best and safest policy they must know that good faith alone can inspire respectability to a nation that a pusillanimous conduct provokes insult and brings upon a country those very dangers which it weakly means to avert 
there is indeed too much reason to fear that you are involved in the general conspiracy of tyrants against liberty they never will they never can forgive you for having been the first to proclaim the rights of man but you will force them to respect you by pursuing with firmness the only path which is consistent with your national honour and dignity the cause of france is the cause of all mankind and no nation is more deeply interested than you are in its success whatever fate awaits her you are ultimately to share but the cause of liberty is great and it shall prevail and if france under a despotic yoke has been able to so successfully to assert your rights they can never again be endangered while she is at liberty to exert in your support that powerful arm which now defies the combined efforts of a whole world while these exertions were successfully making to give increased force and a wider extent to opinions which might subvert the system adopted by the executive mr jay the chief justice of the united states and mr king a senator representing the state arrived in new york from philadelphia they had been preceded by a report which was whispered in private circles that the french minister had avowed a determination to appeal from the president to the people the confidential intercourse subsisting between these gentlemen and a part of the administration rendering it probable that this declaration if made had been communicated to them they were asked whether the report was true having received the information through a channel which was entitled to the most implicit faith they answered that it was their having said so was controverted and they were repeatedly required in the public papers to admit or deny that they had made such an assertion thus called upon they published a certificate avowing that they had made the declaration imputed to them on reflecting men this communication made a serious impression the recent events in poland whose dismemberment and partition were easily traced to the admission of foreign influence gave additional solemnity to the occurrence and led to a more intent consideration of the awful causes which would embolden a foreign minister to utter such a threat that party which in the commencement of the contest respecting the constitution was denominated federal had generally supported the measures of the administration that which was denominated anti-federal had generally opposed those measures south of the potomac especially there were certainly many important exceptions to this arrangement of parties it is a general arrangement it was unquestionably correct in the common partialities for france in the common hope that the revolution in that country would be crowned with success and would produce important benefits to the human race they had equally participated but in the course to be pursued by the united states the line of separation between the two parties was clear and distinct the federalists were universally of opinion that in the existing war america ought to preserve a neutrality as impartial as was compatible with her treaties and that those treaties had been fairly and justly construed by the executive seduced however by their wishes and by their affections they at first yielded implicit faith to the assurances given by mr genet of the disinclination of the french republic to draw them from this eligible position and from this belief they receded slowly and reluctantly they were inclined to ascribe the bitter invectives which were pronounced against the executive to an inveterate hostility to the government and to those who administered it and when at length they were compelled to perceive that the whole influence of mr genet was employed in stimulating and pointing these invectives they fondly indulged the hope that his nation would not countenance his conduct adding to their undiminished attachment to the chief magistrate a keen sense of the disgrace the humiliation and the danger of permitting the american government to be forced into any system of measures by the machinations of a foreign minister with the people they had occasionally endeavoured through the medium of the press to keep the public mind correct and when it was announced that an appeal to themselves was threatened they felt impelled by the strongest sentiments of patriotism and regard for national honour to declare the indignation which the threat had inspired in every quarter of the union the people assembled in their districts 
and the strength of parties was fully tried the contest was warm and strenuous but public opinion appeared to preponderate greatly in favor of neutrality and of the proclamation by which its observance was directed it was apparent too that the american bosom still glowed with ardent affection for their chief magistrate and that however successful might have been the shafts directed against some of those who shared his confidence the arrows aimed at himself had missed their mark yet it was not to be concealed that the indiscreet arrogance of mr genet the direct insults to the president and the attachment which many who were in opposition to the general measures of the administration still retained for the person of that approved patriot contributed essentially to the prevalence of the sentiment which was called forth by the occasion in the resolutions expressing the strongest approbation of the measures which had been adopted and the greatest abhorrence of foreign influence a decided partiality for france was frequently manifested while in those of a contrary description respect for the past services of the president and a willingness to support the executive in the exercises of its constitutional functions seemed when introduced to be reluctantly placed among the more agreeable declarations of detestation for those who sought to dissolve the union between america and france and of the devotion with which the french revolution ought to be espoused by all the friends of liberty the effect which the certificate of mr j and mr king might possibly produce was foreseen and mr genet sought to avoid its influence by questioning its veracity not only had it never been alleged that the exceptionable expressions were used to the president personally but it was certain that they had not been uttered in his presence affecting not to have adverted to this obvious circumstance the minister on the thirteenth of august addressed a letter to the chief magistrate which being designed for publication was itself the act he had threatened in which he subjoined to a detail of his accusations against the executive the demand of an explicit declaration that he had never intimated to him an intention to appeal to the people on the sixteenth this letter was answered by the secretary of state who after acknowledging its receipt by the president added i am desired to observe to you that it is not the established course for the diplomatic characters residing here to have any direct correspondence with him the secretary of state is the organ through which their communication should pass the president does not conceive it to be within the line of propriety or duty for him to bear evidence against a declaration which whether made to him or others is perhaps immaterial he therefore declines interfering in the case seldom has more conclusive testimony been offered of the ascendancy which in the conflicts of party the passions maintain over reason than was exhibited on this occasion by the zealous partisans of the french minister it might have been expected that content with questioning the fact or with diverting the obloquy attending it from the french nation no american would have been found hardy enough to justify it and but few to condemn those gentlemen by whose means it had reached the public ear nothing could be farther removed from this expectation than the conduct that was actually observed the censure merited by the expressions themselves fell not upon the person who had used them but upon those who had communicated them to the public writers of considerable political eminence charged them as being members of a powerful faction who were desirous of separating america from france and connecting her with england for the purpose of introducing the british constitution as if no sin could equal the crime of disclosing to the people a truth which by inducing reflection might check the flood of that passion for france which was deemed the surest test of patriotism the darkest motives were assigned for the disclosure and the reputation of those who made it has scarcely been rescued by a lapse of years and by a change of the subjects of controversy from the peculiar party odium with which they were at the time overwhelmed sentiments of a still more extraordinary nature were openly avowed in a republican country it was said the people alone were the basis of government all powers being derived from them might by them be withdrawn at pleasure they alone were the authors of the law and to them alone must the ultimate decision on the interpretation belong 
from these delicate and popular truths it was inferred that the doctrine that the sovereignty of the nation resided in the departments of government was incompatible with the principles of liberty and that if mr genet dissented from the interpretation given by the president to existing treaties he might rightfully appeal to the real sovereign whose agent the president was and whom he was responsible for his conduct is the president it was asked a consecrated character that an appeal from his decisions must be considered criminal or are the people in such a state of monarchical degradation that to speak of consulting them is an offence as great as if america groaned under a dominion equally tyrannical with the old monarchy of france it was soon ascertained that mr dallas to whom this threat of appealing to the people had been delivered did not admit that the precise words had been used mr genet then in the coarsest terms averred the falsehood of the certificate which had been published and demanded from the attorney-general and from the government that mr j and mr king should be indicted for a libel upon himself and his nation that officer accompanied his refusal to institute this information with the declaration that any other gentleman of the profession who might approve and advise the attempt could be at no loss to point out a mode which would not require his intervention while the minister of the french republic thus loudly complained of the unparalleled injury he received from being charged with employing a particular exceptionable phrase he seized every fair occasion to carry into full execution the threat which he denied having made his letters written for the purpose of publication and actually published by himself accused the executive before the tribunal of the people on those specific points from hitt's decisions respecting which he was said to have threatened the appeal as if the offence lay not in perpetrating the act but in avowing an intention to perpetrate it this demonstration of his designs did not render his advocates the less vehement in his support nor the less acrimonious in reproaching the administration as well as mr j and mr king whilst insult was thus added to insult the utmost vigilance of the executive officers was scarcely sufficient to maintain an observance of the rules which had been established for preserving neutrality in the american ports mr Chenet persisted in refusing to acquiesce in those rules and fresh instances of attempts to violate them were continually recurring among these was an outrage committed in boston too flagrant to be overlooked a schooner brought as a prize into the port of boston by a french privateer was claimed by the british owner who instituted proceedings at law against her for the purpose of obtaining a decision on the validity of her capture she was rescued from the possession of the marshal by an armed force acting under the authority of mr duplan the french consul which was detached from a frigate then lying in port until the frigate sailed she was guarded by a part of the crew and notwithstanding the determination of the american government that the consular courts should not exercise a prize jurisdiction within the territories of the united states mr duplan declared his purpose to take cognizance of the case to this act of open defiance it was impossible for the president to submit the facts being well attested the executure which had been granted to mr duplain was revoked and he was forbidden further to exercise the consular functions it will excite surprise that even this necessary measure could not escape censure the self-proclaimed champions of liberty discovered in it a violation of the constitution and a new indignity to france mr genet did not confine his attempts to employ the force of america against the enemies of his country to maritime enterprises on his first arrival he is understood to have planned 
an expedition against the floridas to be carried on from georgia and another against louisiana to be carried on from the western parts of the united states intelligence was received that the principal officers were engaged and the temper of the people inhabiting the western country was such as to furnish some ground for the apprehension that the restraints which the executive was capable of imposing would be found too feeble to prevent the execution of this plan the remonstrances of the spanish commissioners on this subject however were answered with explicit assurances that the government would effectually interpose to defeat any expedition from the territories of the united states against those of spain and the governor of kentucky was requested to cooperate in frustrating this improper application of the military resources of his state it was not by the machinations of the french minister alone that the neutrality of the united states was endangered the party which under different pretexts urged measures the inevitable tendency of which was war derived considerable aid in their exertions to influence the passions of the people from the conduct of others of the belligerent powers the course pursued both by britain and spain rendered the task of the executive still more arduous by furnishing weapons to the enemies of neutrality capable of being wielded with great effect the resentment excited by the rigor with which the maritime powers of europe retained the monopoly of their colonial commerce had without the aid of those powerful causes which had lately been brought into operation been directed peculiarly against great britain these resentments have been greatly increased that nation had not mitigated the vexations and inconveniences which war necessarily inflicts on neutral trade by any relaxations in her colonial policy decree of the national convention relative to neutral commerce to this rigid and repulsive system that of france presented a perfect contrast either influenced by the politics of the moment or suspecting that in a contest with the great maritime nations of europe her commerce must search for security in other bottoms than her own she opened the ports of her colonies to every neutral flag and offered to the united states a new treaty in which it was understood that every mercantile distinction between americans and frenchmen should be totally abolished with that hasty credulity which obedient to the wishes cannot await the sober and deliberate decisions of the judgment the americans ascribed this change and these propositions to the liberal genius of freedom and expected the new commercial and political systems to be equally durable as if in the term republic the avaricious spirit of commercial monopoly would lose its influence over men as if the passions were to withdraw from the management of human affairs and leave the helm to the guidance of reason and of disinterested philanthropy a vast proportion of the american people believe this novel system to be the genuine offspring of newborn liberty and consequently expected that from the success of the republican arms a flood of untried good was to rush upon the world the avidity with which the neutral merchants pressed forward to reap the rich and tempting harvest offered to them by the regulations and the wants of france presented a harvest not less rich and tempting to the cruisers of her enemies captures to a great extent were made some with others without justifiable cause and the irritations inseparable from disappointment in gathering the fruits of a gainful traffic were extensively communicated to the agricultural part of society the vexations on the ocean to which neutrals are commonly exposed during war were aggravated by a measure of the british cabinet which war was not admitted to justify british order of seventeen ninety three the vast military exertions of the french republic had carried many hands from their usual occupations to the field and the measures of government added to the internal commotions had discouraged labor by rendering its profits insecure 
these causes aided perhaps by unfavourable seasons had produced a scarcity which threatened famine this state of things suggested to their enemies the policy of increasing the internal distress by cutting off the external supply in execution of this plan the british cruisers were instructed to stop all vessels loaded wholly or in part with corn flour or meal bound to any port in france or any port occupied by the armies of france and to send them to such ports as shall be most convenient in order that such corn meal or flour may be purchased on behalf of his majesty's government and the ships be relieved after such purchase and after a due allowance for freight or that the masters of such ships on giving due security to be approved by the court of admiralty be permitted to proceed to dispose of their cargoes of corn meal or flour in the ports of any country in amity with his majesty in the particular character of the war and in the general expressions of some approved modern writers on the law of nations the british government sought a justification of this strong measure but by neutrals generally it was deemed an unwarrantable invasion of their rights and the remonstrances made against it by the american government in particular were serious and earnest this attempt to make a principle which was understood to be applicable only to blockaded places subservient to the impracticable plan of starving an immense agricultural nation was resisted with great strength of reasoning by the administration and added not inconsiderably to the resentment felt by the body of the people hostilities on the ocean disclosed still another source of irritation which added its copious stream to the impetuous torrent which threatened to sweep america into the war that desolated europe the british government had long been accustomed to resort to the practice of manning their fleet by impressment the exercise of this prerogative had not been confined to the land merchantmen in their ports and even at sea were visited and mariners were taken out of them to be employed in the royal navy the profits of trade enabling neutral merchants to give high wages british sailors were tempted in great numbers to enter their service but the neutral ship furnished no protection disregarding the bottom in which they sailed the officers of the navy impressed them wherever found often leaving scarcely hands enough to navigate the vessel into port the americans were peculiarly exposed to the abuse to which such usages are liable descended from the same ancestors and speaking the same language the distinction between them and the english though in general sufficiently marked was not always so visible as to prevent unintentional error nor were the captains of ships of war at all times very solicitous to avoid mistake native americans therefore were frequently impressed and compelled to serve against the french republic the british cabinet disclaimed all pretensions to the impressment of real american citizens and declared officially a willingness to discharge them on the establishment of their citizenship but time was necessary to procure the requisite testimonials and those officers who had notoriously offended in this respect were not so discountenanced by their government as to be deterred from a repetition of the offence there was too one class of citizens concerning whose rights a difference of opinion prevailed which has not even yet been adjusted these were british subjects who had migrated to and been adopted by the united states the continuance of the indian war added still another item to this catalogue of discontents the efforts of the united states to make a treaty with the savages of the miamis had proved abortive the indians insisted on the ohio as the boundary between them and the whites and although the american commissioners expressed a willingness to relinquish some of the lands purchased at the treaty of fort harmar and pressed them to propose some line between the boundary established by that treaty and the ohio they adhered inflexibly to their original demand it was extensively believed in america and information collected from the indians countenanced the opinion that they were encouraged by the government of canada to persevere in this claim and that the treaty was defeated by british influence 
the conviction was universal that this influence would continue so long as the post south of the lake should be occupied by british troops and the uneasiness which the detention of those posts created daily acquired strength unfortunately the original pretext for detaining them was not yet removed the courts of the united states had not yet declared that british debts contracted before the war were recoverable in one of the circuits a decision had been recently made partly favorable and partly unfavorable to the claim of the creditor to this decision writs of error had been brought and the case was pending before the supreme court the motives therefore originally assigned for holding the posts on the lakes still remained and as it was a maxim with the executive to place an adversary clearly in the wrong and it was expected that the existing impediments to the fulfilment of the treaty on the part of the united states would soon be done away it was thought unadvisable had the military force of the union been equal to the object to seize those posts until their surrender could be required in consequence of a complete execution of the treaty in the meantime the british minister was earnestly pressed upon the subject this prudent conduct was far from being satisfactory to the people estimating at nothing infractions made by themselves and rating highly those committed by the opposite party they would in any state of things have complained loudly of this act of the british government but agitated as they were by the various causes which were perpetually acting on their passions it is not wonderful that an increased influence was given to this measure that it should be considered as conclusive testimony of british hostility and should add to the bitterness with which the government was reproached for attempting a system alike friendly and impartial to the belligerent powers the causes of discontent which were furnished by spain though less the theme of public declamation continued to be considerable the american ministers at madrid could make no progress in their negotiation the question of limits remained unsettled and the mississippi was still closed against the americans in addition to these subjects of disquiet the southern states were threatened with war from the creeks and cherokees who were with good reason believed to be excited to hostility by the spanish government of these irritating differences that which related to the mississippi was far the most operative and embarrassing the imagination especially when warmed by discontent bestows on a good which is withheld advantages much greater than the reality will justify and the people of the western country were easily persuaded to believe that the navigation of the mississippi was a mine of wealth which would at once enrich them that jealousy which men so readily entertain of the views of those with whom they do not associate had favored the efforts made by the enemies of the administration to circulate the opinion that an opposition of interests existed between the eastern and the western people and that the endeavors of the executive to open their great river were feeble and insincere at a meeting of the democratic society in lexington in kentucky this sentiment was unanimously avowed in terms of peculiar disrespect to the government and a committee was appointed to open a correspondence with the inhabitants of the whole western country for the purpose of uniting them on this all-important subject and of preparing on it a remonstrance to the president and congress of the united states to be expressed in the bold decent and determined language proper to be used by injured freemen when they address the servants of the people they claimed much merit for their moderation in having thus long out of regard to their government and affection for their fellow-citizens on the atlantic abstained from the use of those means which they possessed for the assertion of what they termed a natural and unalienable right and seemed to indicate the opinion that this forbearance could not be long continued without regarding the determination of spain in the case for the poverty of the means placed in the hands of the executive for inducing a change in this determination they demanded from the government the free use of the mississippi as if only an act of the will was necessary to ensure it to them 
not even the probability that the public and intemperate expression of these dangerous dispositions would perpetuate the evil could moderate them this restless uneasy temper gave additional importance to the project of an expedition against louisiana which had been formed by mr genet these public causes for apprehending hostilities with spain were strengthened by private communications the government had received intelligence from their ministers in europe that propositions had been made by the cabinet of madrid to that of london the object of which was the united states the precise nature of these propositions was not ascertained but it was understood generally that their tendency was hostile thus unfavorable to the pacific views of the executive were the circumstances under which congress was to assemble End of chapter one part three